And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, who's on the line now. Good afternoon. How are you, Matt? Really well, going great. And it's been a short week and it's been a quick week. I can't believe it's Friday. Yeah, oh, look, you blinked at the moment. And I think with all of this staying home and, and limited access, I've, I've never seen more people walking around the lake behind my house in all the years I've lived here. So I didn't know there were that many dogs in my suburb, but definitely there are. <laughs> It's funny, we're allowed to go outside and exercise for a bit of fresh air and sunshine, but everybody wants to go to the same places to do it. Yeah, look, my wife's very upset. Um, she walks, you know, over the top of the mountain behind our house, and as far as she's concerned, that's her mountain. Um, and now she's sharing it with, with hundreds and hundreds of people, so yeah, she needs this wrapped up pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think a lot of people should stick to their own locality if they can. But uh, look, we're all doing the best we can under difficult circumstances. And of course, it's uh, partly because of those circumstances that we're talking about today's topic. The federal government has, uh, a few weeks ago now, announced that it would make it easier for people to access money from their own superannuation if they find themselves falling on hard times during the COVID-19 pandemic. So today we're asking the question that I presume a lot of Australians might be asking right now, should I access my super now or is it better to leave the money where it is? Look, again, uh, I guess we've got to sort of preface the conversation by saying everybody's situation is unique and different um, and everybody needs to do what's right for them. But uh, I think it's an illustration of how tough some things are at the moment um, and I'm finding that everybody needs to do what's right for them and obviously what is right for you may not be right for somebody else. But uh, I think the rules have been have been eased so that people can actually do what they need to do and get access to money when they're in a time of, um, you know, it's a unique position that we're in at the moment. And I think getting access to money and having that peace of mind to say that there's a one-off or, a, you know, two opportunities to get capital in as an absolute last resort, I think this is where people could go to get the money. I would say that you would look to explore other opportunities be it an offset account, be it a redraw facility, be it a family member, um, because money is very cheap at the moment in relation to the borrowing costs associated with home loans. So using an offset account or a redraw, which we've spoken about in other episodes, is a very good way of getting some money to tide you over if things are not looking very good and you've been one of the unfortunate people that have been directed to step away from work or or stay at home because of the, the nature of your occupation. So... Is it, it's there to be used, yes. Is it there to be taken advantage of? Um, not at all. And as we touched on uh, week before last, if you're going to take advantage of an anomaly in the legislation because of um, some assistance, you need to keep in mind that obviously the, the purpose of the change in the rules is not to get yourself a tax deduction, it's to actually help people that are in desperate times and, and, and need access to some capital. So, you know, it, it, should you do it? Yes, if it is the absolute last resort, because what people need to keep in mind is we've seen a 20% swing nearly in the Australian equity market since the 22nd of March. Now, that's huge. You know, we've, we've seen the fastest fall in the history of markets, and we've seen the vast majority of the fall that we've experienced over the last, say, six to eight weeks was a very large portion of the same fall that took 14 to 15 months to occur in the GFC in 2008, 2009. So it's moved very quickly. We've seen markets overshoot, which normally, you know, we we see that happen. So we've seen assets get absolutely battered in certain sectors. Um, And then by default, other people have been battered. 
um, and then we've seen things rally back. So if you're going to pull money out of your superannuation, you need to keep in mind that you're missing out on that rally opportunity or that increase in value, which, you know, at 20% on 10 grand, that's $2,000. That's, that's a significant percentage return over a very short period of time, which could continue in the future where we see more positive news, less negative news, and, and obviously an easing of restrictions and a return to normal operations. Now, you said that uh, accessing your super should be considered a measure of last resort, and that's consistent with a lot of the advice that's uh, been uh, given by a lot of people in the last few weeks. But uh, if you do find yourself uh, at that point in your life where you think it is time to access the last resort, what exactly is it that the government has provided for in terms of accessing your super now? Well, they've given you the, the, the mechanism to be able to take out a $10,000 block or two $10,000 blocks with certain time frames, and obviously is contingent on some, some different or very specific rules. Now, if we rattle some of these off, obviously eligibility includes being unemployed, receiving a job seeker payment, receiving a youth allowance payment, a parenting payment, um, or a family household benefit. Um, obviously, from the 1st of January 2020, you've been made redundant, or your working hours have been reduced by 20% or more, or your turnover has been reduced uh, to the tune of 20% or more if you're a sole trader or somebody that's self-employed. So th there are rules that are contingent on, you know, meeting the criteria. It's not, you know, carte blanche, open, slather, let's just rip 10 grand out. But what we are seeing is that, you know, people should be able to access something that would otherwise never be available where you are under the Commonwealth Preservation Aid. So the government's really gone out on a limb here to say, look, that money that we make hard for you to get to protect you over the longer term, we're making available, which, which is a, a very good illustration of just how dire the current situation is in the eyes of the government and the money that they're, they're throwing at different parts of the community to try and keep things moving. So you've got to make sure you meet the rules. So check that out. You can go to the ATO website. Um, you can do a, a COVID search and a, a lot of businesses um, are, are doing that. I know we did a, a podcast this week with John Colbrand from RSM. Um, if you go to the RSM website, uh, they have a, a COVID-19 page that is extensive and has a lot of current information is updated regularly. And, you know, we were talking to him this week about what to do and, and, and the implications for business owners. And this is one of the things that we touched on is it's a, it's a last resort to be able to keep things moving. But the one thing I got from him in relation to this is don't wait. Like, get some help. Talk to your trusted advisor. Talk to your CPA. Talk to your chartered accountant. Talk to, you know, your lawyer. Talk to your business advisor. Talk to your financial planner. The one thing I got from him in relation to using these types of government initiatives is don't wait till it's too late to change the behaviour or make changes that could help you going forwards. Because the peace of mind through this, the mental health and the welfare of individual staff members and yourself is, is vitally important because this is uncharted territory. So it is available. Make sure you understand the rules. Think about the implications. And then obviously have a chat to somebody like myself or your trusted advisor in relation to what your other options are to use lines of credit, offset accounts, redraw facilities and things of that nature. Because the compounded impact of this over the longer term could cost you a lot more than, than yeah. ten or twenty thousand dollars if you're to pull it out. So, what are the, some of the important points that people should consider when they're deciding whether or not they should access their super? You've touched on a couple of them already, particularly the missed opportunity of the future growth of the money that you're taking out of that fund. But there's a, a number of things people should think about, aren't there? 
Yeah, look, it is obviously you know superannuation is a long term vehicle that is taxed in a ca- in a in a tax effective manner. So the growth you can achieve through super could be exponentially better than what you would achieve in your own name when you consider people's marginal tax rate. So the more you can have in there at a, at a concessional tax rate, the better. Um, people should also think about the, the implications. Whilst $10,000 doesn't sound like a lot of money or two lots of, of 10000 over a period of time, if you're earning $100,000 a year and receiving a 9.5% contribution from your employer, that's more than an entire year's superannuation guarantee payment. And if you pull that out over the, the, the course of the next two financial years very quickly, you've, you've eroded a significant amount of future contribution that people need to keep the context in mind because, you know, if you're earning fifty or eighty thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars is two years of employer contributions. So you could have robbed yourself of four years of employer contributions in that scenario, which you're not having compounded on the back of a recovery. And I had a chat to a gentleman last night about what to do about super and I just said to him, Look, if COVID nineteen wasn't happening, would you access your super? And he said, Well no, I wouldn't so why would you do it now if it isn't the absolute last resort that you could consider? Um, now, if you don't have a means of getting money elsewhere, then, you know, your offset account and your redraw facilities and your lines of credit, they're, they're viable options because money is very cheap at the moment um, and you're not going to incur a significant amount of interest cost. But do you really need it? Have a think about that. Think about the liquidity of your super fund as well because if you pull it out, what will it do to your asset allocation? What will it do to your mix of assets? Where would you take it from? Would you take it from fixed interest? Would you take it from property that's come under pressure? Would you take it from the Australian equity sector that's been under pressure? So thinking about the impacts of your broader diversification of your super fund could actually have a a more significant impact on the value of your account going forwards because your asset allocation is how you control your exposure to markets and obviously the benefit of an improvement in capital prices would then see an exponential increase in the value of your return. So where you take the money from is, is, is very, very important. Um, can you sell assets? Have you got anything that can be sold without a significant loss being incurred? That's something that I would look at as well. Um, and obviously items that you, you have around the house that maybe you don't need. You know, I think it's a, it's a good time to get online and there's a, a number of ways to sell things these days, be it Gumtree, be it eBay, be it you know, a range of different platforms. Maybe I'd, I'd even think about having a go at assets or... or you know, ancillary things that you don't use or need and, and try to take that out to the open market to limit the need to access superannuation. So have a think outside the box. Um, get creative. You know, if you've got young kids, I've got young kids, and there's plenty of toys lying around the house that they're not using. Um, it could be a way of, of, of decluttering, um, using the time at home to try and, uh, you know, generate some additional revenue and make some money and, and use the platforms that are available to you outside of jumping straight to, okay, I'll take it out of one of my most important asset bases. Yeah, of course, the other important consideration with taking money out of your super fund is that the available balance in your super fund right now is probably a lot less than it was at the start of the year because of the fall in the share market. Look, 100%, and this is where you need to consider the broader asset allocation and your risk profile because if you're pulling money out of superannuation and you're limiting your ability to benefit from an increase in value, then obviously it's going to have a long-term impact on that. Um, We've also seen with some of the industry funds that, you know, they've changed some of their withdrawal rules uh, because where they maintain a large number of unlisted assets, there could be a potential liquidity problem if everybody went to say, hey, I need some of my cash 
they've got to sell down assets that are not available um, and, and they're not freely tradable. So you need to understand how your superannuation fund is, uh, is treating the, the issue itself. I also read today that if you do decide that you uh, are at that point where you're going to take the absolute last resort and take some money out of your superannuation fund, the government has uh, made guidelines uh, that uh, the super fund must process that request within five days. So once you make that decision, the money can be made available pretty quickly. Yeah, look, it is. And I think one of the things people need to keep in mind, and we're finding, you know, as third-party providers and dealing with a lot of external funds, the fact that they put that timeline around it is going to push everything else on the back burner um, because we're finding that getting anything done at the moment in a timely manner is, you know, it's, 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 it's gone. It's, it's, it's standard service provision is, um, is not what it was for large institutions. Um, because they're facing the problems that you know small business face and the location of staff and things of that nature. So if you're going to do it, make sure you understand the implications and if they can get the money out to you, great. But I, um, I wouldn't be holding my breath that something's going to be done in a timely manner depending on the, uh, the fund that you're with. Luke, what should people keep in mind during this pandemic? Look, I think the biggest thing people need to keep in mind is when you hear that Australian equity markets have come off by a certain percentage, don't assume that your portfolio has done the same. Most good portfolios are diversified for that reason. So if the, port, if, if the Australian equity market is off 20 22%, and we're talking about equities only, you could be off 5 10 15 20 depending on your broad diversification. So keep that in mind in relation to what your fund is actually doing. Don't assume that just because the equity market and someone on the news has said that it's come off, that you're in exactly that same boat. I think that's, that's the most important thing that people could remember in relation to context. I think they also need to remember that this will pass. Superannuation is a long-term vehicle and this hopefully will be a short-term problem. And we've seen really big swings in the value of different assets and different asset classes. And I would also preface the fact that if you're trying to pick the bottom and, 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 and get it 100% right, good luck to you. Um, I think people need to take a consistent averaging approach for new money into different sectors. Um, and I'd say if you're going to buy something, think about buying a partial allocation. If you want to buy $20,000 of something, maybe buy 10. Because if Trump or someone sends a tweet or there's some sort of adverse news in the market, we've seen, you know, two, three, four, five percent swings. We saw a very positive day to day off the back of not much news. Um, which is, I think, what we could expect to become the new norm over the next sort of six to eight weeks. Yeah, there is a lot of day-to-day volatility, isn't there? Huge, huge amounts of volatility on very good quality stocks that are either perceived positively or negatively. And I just think that people need to be mindful that, you know, buy things today that has a good strong market share, that has, you know, relatively strong earnings, um, that is well run, that has an appropriate amount of debt and think about purchasing something with a two to five year time frame because superannuation and broader investment for that matter is not, you know, it's not, it's not a punting game. If you want to play that game, that's great. Just be, be mindful of the fact that we are seeing large swings in volatility, but also then just understand where you get your money from, the cost of borrowing and obviously the, the longer term asset allocation that you want to hold over the next two to three to four, five years, um, because I think there's some good money to be made by buying good quality stock. Uh, and taking advantage of current weakness. It's always good to have a little bit of cash in the bank, though, isn't it, so that if you see that opportunity, you can afford to invest in it? Yeah, look, very much so. I think cash is king at the moment from a peace of mind perspective, and I think, you know, if where you have 
the, the right setup with, uh, you know, your mortgage broker's got you a line of credit or, you know, an offset account and you can take money out of a home loan at, you know, less than 3%, which is unheard of, uh, to then go out and buy assets that, you know, some stocks today, you know, rose 7 or 8%. Um, now, that's, that's an annual return in, in most years um, and we've seen it in a day. So, you know, if you are that way inclined and there are some really good opportunities for a, a long-term view with very cheap funding and, you know, that's that's one of the things to keep in mind is, is if you can get access to capital, um, use it. Um, we've got a, a, a we've got a scheduled catch up with uh, David Thomas, who owns Trilogy Funding. He's a mortgage broker who's going to take us through how to refinance your home loan, what to look for when you you know you're meeting interest payments and some of the the subsidies that have been provided by the government. So we'll have that up next week. And again, it's just there to try and give people some information about where they can get money from, what to keep in mind when they're thinking about refinancing. If you have lost your job or you, your income has fallen significantly, he's going to have a number of strategies that people can consider to try and give you some peace of mind and, and buy you some time to get out the back of the uh, the corona issue. So on that note, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so obviously we've got the website, www.envisionfinancial.com.au. We've also got the Strategy Stacker podcast on iTunes and we've got the YouTube channel, which is Envision Financial Canberra. And we'll be uploading the recordings um, through Zoom for uh, the, the catch-up we had with Johnny Colbrand this week about yes. bankruptcy and the impact of your business and obviously catching up with Dave Thomas on Tuesday about what to do with your home loan and how to make the most of the opportunity to keep going, you know, generally your biggest asset. And of course, you can still call the office on 02-6260-4749. Correct. Always that's the best exactly way to get right. in touch. So that's right. For us, it's business as usual. Uh, we're just not in Philip at the moment, but... You know, if people want a meeting, they want to have a chat. We can have a Zoom. We can have a Skype. We can have we can have just about anything we want these days. And um, you know, we're just here to provide some peace of mind, and we're here to provide some information, and obviously, um, an, an, an outlet for people to just get something off their chest. I'm, I'm more than happy to be here for people. Fantastic, Luke. Thanks very much. Have a great week. Chat to you again next Friday. Wonderful. See you later, mate. Luke Smith from Envision Financial and uh, all of that good financial advice. And, of course, you can catch up on the YouTube channel, as Luke said, and have a look at our Zoom meeting, which is always a bit of fun.